Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's gonna throw! Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They rubbish. There's buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British. We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeed. Just wild. Like that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable. What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20. Down. Five. Touchdown. Kentucky. Jesus, Rash. Get it together. Yeah, it's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Friday to you, November 11th, 2022. It is game day. The Cats play tonight. Very exciting stuff here on Kentucky Roll Call on Roll Call Radio. TJ Walker, and that is Justin Kalen. Our producer, Nick Roush, will be here in any moment. Just uh, in, in just one second, uh, he'll be joining us. It is game day, but more importantly, it is Veterans Day. Happy Veterans Day to all the veterans out there. A sincere Kentucky roll call. Thank you for your service, for your commitment, and for everything that you've done and everything that you've sacrificed. We appreciate it greatly. A special shout out to my stepdad, Doug. Love you. One of the best guys I know. A veteran. Happy Veterans Day to all the veterans out there. Nick Roush has joined us. Roush, good morning, buddy. How are you? Good morning to everybody. Uh, sorry for being a little late. It, you know, I can I can sit there and hey, you want something to eat? No. You want something to eat? No. All right, I'm I'm going to work, Dad. I want something to eat, and you know that's just that, that's kids. That's kids for you. They, they they're especially fun at doing that in the morning before the sun's come up. Hey, it happens. Totally understandable. Uh, your good dad. And I was given a veteran's shout out on Veterans Day, Roush. And besides that, you didn't miss anything besides the beautiful intro to start our radio show. Uh, I love the little I love the little tune after the wake up. It's very, <laughs> very old school. I almost wish we had a little bit more of that. Uh, but then it cuts into to the classic. So I love it. And uh, rainy morning, but still re- needed rain, especially with some fires across the state. Uh, but feels all right. Probably going to be your last semi-nice weather day, or at least nice temperature day. Rain's going to be out of here by eleven or noon, I believe. Uh, but Roush, what's up, buddy? Um, I'm 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 great. Swell. Uh, the as you said, the rain is coming down. The times are changing. Uh, it's going to be our first cold weather football game tomorrow. Um, but I'm excited. Excited for the weekend. Got uh, mom and dad. Uh, Roush night out. It's uh. The, the big KSR wedding, Drew's finally getting hitched. I uh, I feel like he's been trying to get married for like five years. So uh should be should be a fun night. A rare uh, 
night where all the the work crew gets together and socializes. So I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. Oh, you got you got the invite. Yeah, got the invite. Made the cut. Oh, I I, I don't think I, I maybe mine got lost in the mail. You know, I hear the the postal workers are really just. Not as good as they used to be. So that's no, no, they've made some cuts. That's probably what it. That's probably what it is. But uh, no, in all seriousness, congrats to Drew. Have a have a heck of a day. It goes by in the blink of an eye. So just uh, try to embrace all the moments that you can because it goes by quickly. But very excited for him and Abby. That's awesome. Congrats to them. Or I guess a yeah. a preemptive pre- congrats. Pre pre related. Happy. Prelated, congrats. Don't blow it. Don't blow it. Which, okay, how many, when we grew up and we watched a lot of 90s tropey sort of things, and they always had the speak now or forever hold your peace, and then you (laughs) had the the long kind of awkward silence, like, is somebody going to say anything? And then sometimes they do, and then, oh my gosh, the wedding's going off. How many weddings have you even attended where they say that line, the speak now or forever hold your peace? A couple. And I couldn't specifically tell you, like, it was my cousin so-and-so's wedding. I couldn't tell you whose, but I've been to a couple where they've done it. Because it's it, it's certainly a rarity. It, I've obviously been to significantly more where that's not a thing whatsoever. But I have been to, I have been to a few. I don't know if it's two or three. Um, but I have been to I have been to a couple. I've been to a few where they've done it just because you're like, oh, that's what they do in the movies, and nobody's ever obviously said anything or there's been any drama. But I have been. It, it has happened. I, it's one of those things, TJ, where it made me kind of sit up in my seat the one time I heard it because I think they took it out of the Catholic script. Uh, but I was at a like an Episcopalian service where they included that and. It, 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 it did provide a moment of comic relief because everybody starts looking around like, who's going to say it? Yeah, that's, gonna... what ha- yeah that's what happened. <laughs> I think one of them, like the groom, kind of did like a little like ear motion, like, you can, I, can do I hear anything? And that, that made some people chuckle. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I, but but how, how did we get on this to begin with? I, oh, I, I don't know where we... Are, are they going to do that tonight, you think? Are you going to holler something? I, I don't know. Um, Scoot strikes me as the type of guy that would be speaking up. You know, he he would show up to the wedding, crash it, and steal the girl. Well, well, yeah, no doubt about that. But he would be the one. Just when they do that, you just in the back corner, you'd hear, "Come on!" and everybody, <laughs> Woo, yeah, you know, be like that was Scoot's way of saying party's officially on. Let's get this going. <laughs> it's pretty accurate. Scoot, you could get a cameo with the "Come on." I could. Yeah, should I start a cameo? I saw somebody text. I saw somebody texted in and asking for a come on yesterday. What would what would my cameo price be for a come on? Two dollars and ninety nine cents. I could deal with that. I think probably cameos probably taking about sixty six percent of that too. Give me get me about like what I don't know eight cameos a week and that covers all my Thornton strips. Hey oh, by the way, I hope you enjoyed your free coffee yesterday. But just so you know. If you're new to Thornton's, if you haven't downloaded the app, if you're not a Refresher and Rewards member, they're going to give you a free breakfast on them, drink included for new Refresher and Rewards members. And Scoots will tell you these breakfast sandwiches, holy smokes, folks. Yeah, they are awesome. Yeah, you get a sausage, egg, and cheese biscuit, a bacon, egg, and cheese croissant, or a steak and cheese burrito. 
<laughs> well, you don't get all three, but yeah, you get to pick between the three. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Although, or you could get all three and just eat like a king. You why not? Yeah. Not, yeah. But they but, won't all be free. No. No, no, no. no. But Check out Thornton's this morning. Pop on in. The weekend is here. If you'd rather have some fresh fruit or their delicious donuts, uh, it's the perfect breakfast quick stop. Fill up. Download the app. You'll know what you'll be paying at the pump. All good things from Thornton's. Uh, I, I love I love the way Scoots does that Thornton's read. Uh, you do another ad about like a car dealership that I've heard on the Big X here, Scoots. You're just yeah. you're, a, you're a pro's pro, buddy. Consolidated tire. Thank you. I appreciate that. I, I yeah. like hearing that one. I had to get on Trevor for about two weeks because I recorded it, and then I wasn't hearing it on air. I'm like, yo, Trev, what's up with that? I'm trying to hear my commercial. And so it took a little long to get it on air, but it's up and running. Yeah, I can't believe Dugan ever gave us crap for having you do you do an ad. You just you, you, you have the voice of an angel. Pro's pro. <laughs> he, does, pro's he, does, pro. he does broadcasting voice in the commercial, Roush. So it's <laughs> like, you know, it's, it's big time. Mm, that's, that's, that's what I love to hear. We get, the lazy, yeah, we get the lazy voice. little Scoots voice here, but if you ever want big Scoots, you listen to him calling a game. No, you all get tired Scoots voice. I, yeah. I'm not as I'm not like all jazzed up in the morning, you know. What tired, you all jazzed up. Tired, lazy. It's all the same to Trevor. Uh, <laughs> Roush, what were you gonna say? Oh, we oh we had some uh, breaking recruiting news overnight. Uh, overnight? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Twelve ten a.m. last night. Man, I've been up for like two hours and have not seen any of this. So uh, interesting. So Jaden Rashada, I don't know if you remember this guy's name, but right before the football season started, he announced a commitment to Miami. Well, it 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 caused a huge. Actually, no, this was even more over the summer, but it caused a huge stink. That was when Billy Napier had the open letter to the fans uh, because he was. So, for all intents and purposes, supposed to go to Florida. And as we've seen many times, uh, once he commits to the other school, fans get in an uproar. There's a big conversation about nil. Is it where it needs to be? Blah, blah, blah. Um, well, last night, Rashad a flip from Miami to Florida with a video where he's pulling up to the swamp in a Lamborghini. So um, I think they got their nil straightened out down in uh, Gainesville for the threat quarterback. College athletics, and what's what's crazy too? Like uh, it was maybe last week or the week before that Florida thought they were going to get uh, top twenty-five player cornerback Cormani McLean, and he ends up committing to Miami instead. So Florida was on the losing in a couple times for some big-time prospects. So uh, they, they needed this flip. They needed this flip. There's so many people. I, you know, I think some. Older generations probably are just over college athletics or some folks in those generations are just over college athletics just because it is becoming so different. But if you could have somebody time travel for like 10 years ago, come to the current state of college athletics, they they would be, they'd be so, so taken aback. Or if you could bring somebody back from the dead, except for probably John Wooden, he'd be like, yeah, this is. Of course, cars totally normal, right? To the stadium, I, I, no, no duh. That, that seems like we haven't evolved enough yet. I uh, mean, but it, it, that is wild, and that it's pretty topical given everything we have discussed this week on the show. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I was actually having dinner last night. It was uh, with my dad, a few of his old fraternity brothers and their wives, and you know, this one of them. She's like, you know, I just it's just so much money. She just, she just was very anti nil. And the the way that I like to put it is it's like, you know, it's just 
calling the it's just by a different name right where back in the day you would get an envelope of cash uh to take your girlfriend out to dinner and buy a car now it's it's above board um you know back then they'd be like okay well we'll hook you up with some guy and you start your job off on the right foot your post-college job off on the right foot now it's just kind of more monetary right it's more financial and in return you get to wear the the booster's logo of whatever his uh his company is right you get a little bit more in return so it's not that much different there is more money involved but that's college athletics baby that's that's the the way the world's turning and sounds like is monday going to be the day we hear news on uk's new thing that they're doing yes i sounds like that we'll finally have a way to just Here's a big pot of money. Go throw some money in it. Yeah, in the money pot. Yeah. A, a, a literal ginormous pot on Avenue of Champions where people can just throw, throw cold by. There's a little slingshot and you put your cash there. If you want to do credit card, there's a, unfortunately, there's just a boring old machine that you use. Mm. But there's a literal pot of money. Man, sounds like a blast. I want to bring a money gun and just a bunch of ones so it looks like more than the 25 dollars that I'm, wow that's yeah. a great idea and inside the pot they can have like a cool little players lounge set slash recruiting lounge so you can literally throw money on top of the players oh, not, i mean you wonder why uk doesn't get us on board with it's, like it's, it's amazing up with some of these ideas It'd be a novelty. People would be like, well, I'm going to UK's campus to see the money pot. I'm going to go stick a few bucks in the money pot. Imagine after a big win, everybody goes and like climbs up the money pot and throws the money into the money pot. <laughs> Instead of like Toomer's Corner where they roll the toilet paper, Ooh, everybody yeah. just runs to like, you know, the middle of campus and throws money into the pot. Uh, like people, it could be you. You could let the art school make the pot, so that way you're getting them involved. So it's both like academics and athletics feel intertwined to this, and it'd be on campus for the rest of eternity. I, who who says no to this? Man, sounds like a great idea, especially if in this money pot, you know, like maybe that's the way that they get their funds, right? Like you have a good game, you punch in your stats, boom, money pot spits out X amount of dollars. I love it. I mean, I absolutely love it. That that is, and I hate I hate how good of an idea this one is. But it if, needs to be it, an actual pot, like like a cauldron. Yeah, what yeah, charm yeah. style, right? Oh, right. I, I, that's that's exactly what I had in mind. But I hate how good of an idea this one is. That like how how does Arkansas not have a ginormous piggy bank on campus? <laughs> pretty hilarious. U of L, they could just have stripper poles throughout the campus because that would be pretty fitting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> giant piggy bank. These are all pretty good ideas. I, I I think of the ginormous literal collective really actually like while we're having fun and we're goofing about it, having something on campus where people could just put money in. It's like, like it's, the, really uh, not a, it's really not a bad idea where you could like take advantage of people's emotions after big wins. Oh, especially uh, in like the stadiums. You know, if you go to like a children's museum and they got the quarters that go around the big circle and it makes like a cyclone or something. Yeah. Uh, it was a horrible description, but something along those lines were just like, here you go. Here's the big, the big money pot right here, the corner of Kroger field. UK band just hires people to kind of like dress up as just like common folk. And they have two 
hundred or no, you know what? Actually, two thousand of them lined up throughout different parts outside the stadium, and they're all like either like playing drums or like play, have a guitar, and they just you know have buckets where they get money that way. <laughs> but all of it goes back to UK. Oh man! Gosh, these are great ideas. Great ideas. But supposedly Monday they're actually Ooh. going to announce something. And, and <laughs> hold up, hold up. Okay. We. we... <laughs> <laughs> we we've talked about the Mark Stoops statue for quite some time, right? <laughs> the Colossus of Stoops. Yeah, of course. Well, in one hand he's waving, in the other hand he's has it out, and you you stick your money in the hand, and it goes. <laughs> you can directly put it into his pockets. <laughs> It's animatronic statue. And if you put money in there, he like it, it the the robot literally will tip his cap so you can see his hairline. Or, or like give the wink, like the one picture. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's giving you finger guns. Oh he, he does a cheers with a bourbon glass to you. <laughs> <laughs> oh <laughs> my goodness, these these ideas right here, like this is this is why we get paid the big bucks, folks. Yeah, we need to do our own little, you know, we need to think of this for our own. How can we... Kentucky can Roll we, Collective. Yeah, how can we steal money from people? Well, we'll get scoops on that idea. Uh, no, all right. On Monday, they're announcing something, according to multiple people, uh, but uh, I think it's Nick's former ex-boss, Matt Jones, who uh, was the first to have it, and if I'm wrong about that, then apologies. But... All I'll say to UK is one piece of advice, whatever this is going to be, it sounds like people are excited about it. it. sounds like it's going to be something good. That's all great to hear and read. But one thing, Roush, that I'm going to be anxious to see is make sure people know specifically where their money's going to be going. Like I, I think a lot of people are just going to want to say, and this makes total sense. I mean, it's just, it's, it's economy, economics 101 here. but I think a lot of people are going to be like, I just want my money going to the football program. It's most important that they financially continue to move forward. I want my money going to football. And if someday UK basketball takes a hit, falls upon hard times, let's hope that doesn't come anytime soon. And I know that recently things haven't been great for the Cats, but they're still recruiting in a high clip and we're talking nil. So I'm, I'm going down that avenue. But if Kentucky ever struggles in basketball to start recruiting, then then people would be able to say, all right, instead of me giving $50 to UK football for the year, I'd like to give 25 to basketball and 25 to football. Just make sure people know where their money is going. Don't just have it be a big umbrella for the whole athletics university. I don't think that's going to work. I don't think it's going to make people anxious to donate. I think people will specifically want to be able to donate to what which sport they want to donate. I don't think you can get as specifically as which athlete you want to donate to could be wrong about that though um or just, because it's all going to go it all ideally should go to recruiting so i think that's going to be an important thing for whatever is announced on monday make sure there are some specifics of where that cash is going to be heading that that would be ideal um it would also it, it would also be ideal if you could have some sort of something in return where it isn't just because when you donate to UK and the K fund, it's like, what, what, why, why am I doing this again? So I can get points for my seats and it, you know, and it just feels kind of silly, but I, it, it would be nice if it was like, okay, well 
you're at least in the club. Um, and any sort of little incentive, I think, would, would go a, a long way in this process. Yeah, and if, if they should do kickbacks for fans and make it worth fans' time because if you're UK, and I'm sure that they are thinking about this or I'd like to think that they're thinking about this, but you have to realize that if fans are going to start giving to directly to recruiting or directly to certain programs, that they may have less money to go around. Everybody has, you know, so much extra spending money that don't that doesn't go to life necessities. And unfortunately for UK, uh, just the reality, athletics isn't life necessities. So people only will have so much money to go around. I hope UK will keep all that in mind. I would imagine that they are um, continue to keep prices as affordable as possible for fans to go to the game. I still don't understand why the majority of places in the country don't do cheap concessions. I, I think it'd be a uh, positive, all An things considered. And, yeah. And yeah, you see Augusta, and I get it that that's only four days out of the year. But you, you should. You don't need to be field, it's only eight weekends out of the year, too. That's a good eight. point. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you don't need to have $8 water bottles or $6 water bottles. I mean, that's just a, like an absolute travesty. They're, they're paying. How much does a thing of water cost, Roush? Like $18 or something like that? If even that, really. It's crazy. Or one of those big ones. But yeah, I mean, it's absolutely nuts. But continue to keep things affordable for the average fan and allow them to be able to afford both going to games, but also be able to give an extra little kickback so UK can recruit at the highest level. And yes, I continue to say recruiting. You want to make sure that current players have deals. But I almost feel, Roush, that's almost on the responsibility of local businesses and obviously UK to get connections with these local businesses. But once a player's on campus, I don't think it needs to be so like, I don't think it needs to be so much monthly monetary promises. I think it needs to be more, Hey, we're going to make sure you're getting steady incomes by doing partnerships with brands. Exactly. Almost what Will Levis is doing. I don't know. Like, and again, I don't even know how much all this stuff works just off the get go. But I'm, I'm led to believe in recruitments. It's, hey, you come here and we'll have X amount of cash waiting for you, which I don't think the NCAA likes or says is even legal. But it's my opinion that that's probably what's going on in a lot of these cases. Yeah, and, and, and I think where Kentucky is, I don't know if they're necessarily behind, but they, they haven't been going about it that way at all. They're just like, the, their way of doing it is saying, hey, here's a guy at your position. He's... He's pulling in about this much. They just give like comps instead of any sort of gotcha. Like here's what you'll get deal. Gotcha. That, that, that checks out. Um, but you know, it, if we, we know it in basketball, we know it in football, there's plenty of evidence to support it. You've got to be able to recruit the best of the best and be with the big boys in recruiting to be with them on the field. It doesn't mean all the best recruiting classes are going to lead to national championships, but the odds suggest that if you're recruiting at the highest level, you're going to be you're going to be competing in college football playoffs. So you got to you got to do better in recruiting. And um, I I know staff turnover has played a huge role in the recruiting this year. Uh, you, you talk to a lot of experts, including Roush, I believe, that say that's a bigger issue than nil, not that nil doesn't need to be addressed, and it will be again on Monday, as we've already mentioned. Um, but you just you, the, the recruiting's got to get 
get back up to what we've seen it in the Stoops era. And especially when your rivals are all out recruiting you, that that's kind of tough to stomach. Yeah, we do have a, a handful of kids officially visiting this weekend. Um, and that includes uh, uh, an athlete who he gets the athlete tag because he's a quarterback for his high school in Virginia. Um, but a guy who could probably be a, a, a DB. Uh, Notre Dame is the perceived leader, but UK is getting his second official visit. So, um, I, and man, and now his name, it's like Brinwell or something. I'm, 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 I'm bad with my names uh, this go around. But uh, nevertheless, they, they've got a handful of kids officially visiting. Trey Cornus is the running back from Wenton Woods that I think they're feeling pretty good about. He's got a lot of offers as of late. There's also a Maslin, Ohio receiver, and the four-star uh, Florida commit, Will Norman. So uh, should be a decent little recruiting weekend. There's also some murmurs that uh, Cameron Calhoun uh, might be – Brandon Hillman is the guy's name, the Notre Dame guy. I, I just call him the Notre Dame guy because he visited there more recently. Um, he's pretty talented. That could be a big win for Brad White. There, there are there is some some scuttlebutt that Cameron Calhoun might officially visit, and that was the kid who so much drama in that recruitment, right? Where it was Kentucky was recruiting him and his teammate. He wanted to commit, and they were like, "No, don't commit just yet." And then he ends up committing to West Virginia instead, saying, "Psych." Well, he decommits from there, ends up committing to Cincinnati, and now UK, you know, he he might end up flipping to UK when it's all said and done, which that would be a wild recruitment. His teammate ends up blowing up and going to uh, Ohio State. But if Calhoun does flip, that's going to be a fun recruiting story to tell. Well, let's hope that happens. Let's hope they're not too impacted by the atmosphere this weekend. Yeah. um, The rain that we're getting is – they have the wintry mix logo for tomorrow morning. Lexington. Yeah. Not not ideal. Under seems safe. What what did you say, Scoot? <laughs> Under seems safe. Uh yeah. I mean, uh b- better beware. That's all I'm saying. I uh it, we'll just blame the weather for the bad crowd. Yeah. Yeah. Would have been another packed house. Kentucky mm-hmm. fans have showed up in big numbers. No reason that, to believe they wouldn't have done it tomorrow. But who wants to go stand and sleep? You know, nobody. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, but you know what? It would be nice if Chris Rodriguez just, I don't know, got 200 yards and got the Cats in and out of there quick with a nice W. Uh, Vanderbilt, 26-game SEC losing streak. I don't think it is the lo- It's the longest in school history there. So I would assume it's the longest in SEC history. Um, they, they beat their old SEC losing streak by three games. So, uh, been tough, been tough on the Commodores. Don't want to be that historic footnote. Uh, in Luckett's post, he did note that their 23 game losing streak was snapped by Jay Cutler at Kentucky in like 03. And Kentucky's really long SEC losing streak was snapped at Vanderbilt. So, well, you know, these two teams, they, they tend to get off the snot against one another. Don't want to be a footnote in that series history on Saturday. Who do they – I know they finish with Tennessee. Who do they have in between us and the Vols? Um, good question. Um, it is Florida. So, yeah. Unlikely. Un, un, so, if if they don't get the Cats, probably pretty, pretty unlikely that they get any. Yeah. Also, seems like 
the Cats have had bad luck with home November games. I know November weather is not supposed to be the nicest of the year to begin with, but it seems like they've had some real stinkers in November. Man, it, <laughs> the the can you let's let's rank some of the bad weather games, right? We'll just pull some the the Vandy game with Benny Snell in eighteen. That was a bad, cold, windy one. The I think the ultimate one though was was it Austin P where they didn't start Stephen Johnson? Yeah, that one, that was a November game, I believe. That yeah, just that was really a bad, bad one. Yeah. Uh, the the Lynn Bowden U of L game was horrible weather. That was some of the worst UK football weather I've ever sat through. And it may have been like where I was sitting. I may have been in a wind tunnel that made it worse. I was I was out of the rain, which you'd think may, would make things better. But it was that was horrible. Uh, that yeah. Missouri rain game was bad or Mississippi State rain game. That one was at least October, that Mississippi State one. Yeah, it wasn't freezing. But cold rain, objectively the worst weather. Uh, Scoots, do you have any uh, input on this? Because you are, you have some weather takes. I, I am not. I hate cold rain. First of all, but I, I personally would think ice would be worse. Well, uh, not an ice fan. I don't think you're going to have anybody say that they love cold rain. That's true. That's In fair. The cold November rain, except uh, except for fans of Guns and Roses. Text in the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. We'd love to hear from you. The Cats play Duquesne tonight. We are excited about it. I think UK 18-point favorite. At least I think that's what it was yesterday. Seems a little low. If I'm if it, Scooch loves being honest, if I'm being honest, we're all being honest here. We're going to come back. We're going to talk more about the game tonight. We'll get to more UK bandy talk as well. It's a doubleheader weekend. A lot of KRC to go. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Good, good night. That's a nice gold ring. Good night. That's a nice gold ring. Good night. That's a nice gold ring. Good, good night. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. I don't know why they call this stuff Hamburger Helper. It does just fine by itself, huh? Uh, I like it better than tuna helper myself. Don't you, Clark? You're the gourmet around here, Ed. Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call. Hey, I'm not allowed to have the song play out? I mean, you know, just welcome folks back. I wanted to let them know that they were here and not uh, listening to uh, FM radio. Well, they may have been (laughs) listening to FM radio. 96.1 FM, baby. Woo! Woo! Maybe 1450 AM? For all the AM fans out there, I like to think that, like, you know, it's a really, you got to pick one. You're either an FM or an AM type person. That's not true. No, I think you can. I think you can be BOFA. No, well, you can obviously listen to BOFA, but like, you have to have a preference. Either you're AM or FM. Don't, you can't, you can't give me like I'm, I'm BOFA on that. You can listen to both. Yeah, there's some days that it's like nothing's good on talk radio. So I'll just listen to tunes. 
I think the majority of the people are FM people, and there's nothing wrong with that. I'm an AM person myself. I'm a, more of a PM kind of guy. Scoots? No? no, I mean I got it. I got yeah. it. Yeah, but but Scoots, do you do you listen to more FM or AM? Uh, FM for sure. But I like AM. I, I like the uh, something about that white static that goes behind the AM signal. I just I, something about that I just love. Yeah, mm, you're an old, old Scoots. Love it. <laughs> Scoots, what's your favorite FM station locally? Uh, it's got to be ninety six point one, right? You mean what's my second favorite? Uh, you you got it. I'm proud. You're really on it today. <laughs> Scoots gonna have a good weekend. That's why Scoots is reading all the ads today. Scoots Ooh. isn't gonna. He's not gonna fall asleep at any comedy shows this weekend. No, sir. I actually have a I have a football game tonight up in Indy. So hopefully, oh, in hopefully Indy. I don't fall asleep for that. Wow, that's gonna be a late night. It is going to be a late night. Yeah. 7.30 kickoff. I'll probably get home at, I don't know, if I'm lucky, 12.30. Yeah, I think 12.30 is possible. You should have, I think, some sports on maybe you could listen to. Oh, no, you're an FM person, though. That's true. Yeah. I mean, what's going to be on to? Oh, I could listen to Kentucky. What time? Well, no. What time yeah. do they play? What time do they play tonight? Seven. They'll be, they'll be done it. while you're still calling the game. I was hoping yeah. for a 9 o'clock start. Are you going to have a close game tonight, or it will be a blowout? Um, I like to think it'll be a close game, but I realistically think it's going to be a blowout. <laughs> well, you've got your bases covered. I uh, well, maybe it'll go. Maybe it'll go quicker if it's a blowout. Yeah, maybe we'll get a running clock. I'll be home by eleven. Hey, <laughs> well, how'd you get? How'd you get a gig up in Indy? It's Providence. Providence oh. is playing at regionals up there. Hmm. Gotcha. Second straight year I've had to go to Indy for for a game. No good. Did it go did it go well last time? Uh no. Last last time I went it was a running clock. So yeah. why don't you just go early and get some of those uh tea sticks from the uh, I can't think of the place now. Because if yeah. I go if I go early I have to forego my nap today. And that's just not gonna happen. When are you getting your nap in at? Uh probably one thirty. One thirty to about three. Oh, naps. Scoots, just don't even... Scoots, we should hit the links after the rain gets out of here. Uh, Yeah, no, because my ball's not going to have any roll on it. I hit it short enough as it is, DJ. I need some roll on my ball. Yeah, that's why you'd score poorly, because your ball <laughs> wouldn't have any roll on it. This is Kentucky Roll Call, by the way. I'm TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen is our producer. I don't think we introduced the show when we when Roush uh, interrupted such a good tune to bring us back to. Uh, we go 7 to 9. We are on FM and AM. That wasn't a bit. That's actually true. It's not a big deal. But it's something we do pride ourselves in. And we love hearing from our listeners on the Thornton's text line, 502 414 we could go, uh, you know, Roush, probably one bad trait about me as a radio host, there's several, but one that jumps out at this moment is uh, just kind of like allowing, where, like, do we? Do you want to go to the text line? Would you rather talk basketball? I can do it all. I'm ready for whatever. I just, the direction, I probably need to do a better job. Of yeah, I forgot that uh, Kentucky plays a basketball game tonight against the, the Dukes. Um, so, big night at the Roush house. Ooh. What? Oh, yeah. I guess I didn't think about that. I didn't either. Yeah, until just now. Because I like to, I prefer to call him Duquesne instead of Duquesne. Um, isn't, which, it, isn't little Frankie's middle name Howard? 
Uh, Harold. Harold. Close though. Very close. Very that, close. Oh, wow, Man. that's pretty. That's kind of like the Kennedy Lincoln secretary thing. <laughs> it really was. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, playing Duquesne, who I, I'll tell you the most notable thing about their basketball team is four years ago their bus broke down in the snow and they got out. That's that's that, a Duquesne fun facts. My wife at the time girlfriend lost her phone and a night out in Pittsburgh and it got returned to us free of charge by a Duquesne student at a Duquesne library. So I've been on their campus. That's pretty cool. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah that's, that, that's, that's my Duquesne story. Yeah. Don't, don't really have anything else besides. Yeah. That. I don't either. Um, I do know that they, I'm pretty sure they took whoever they beat in their opener to pound town. Big time win. Yeah, so three point favorite, and they won by thirty. They they had a guy. They had a guard that was perfect from deep, six to six. So that's a challenge in its own right, I suppose. Uh, do we know if Oscar Sheboy's playing? Probably not. I would I would say no, um, just because why risk it, right? Yeah, um, we but- we do think da- Damian Collins is going to be back though, correct? I don't I have no idea. I, I believe he came back earlier this week, so I would imagine he would play. So I, I expect a big standing out from the, the Rupp Arena crowd when he does check back into the lineup. Yeah, but I, I think Calipari had a weird phrasing that stood out to me earlier in the week, which wouldn't he have talked yesterday? Or were we just like missing an entire press conference? No, they, they just they, – they, he only talks – once a week now to preview stuff and i think they just let him do let his post game from monday be that I, i'm what? Yeah, i was a little surprised by that um but yeah that's kind of that's kind of ridiculous like what is 15 minutes to talk before yeah. like the day before a game yeah i don't i don't know and I, i'd be even cool with it do like with them doing nba style and doing it this morning you know, it, it's not. It wouldn't be as beneficial for the newspaper people, but it's not for in the NBA, and they still get by just fine. So that's that's maybe UK would say like, yeah, well, he'll do his his pregame interview with Tom Leach, which normally are actually informative. If yeah, they're they're some of his most informative interviews. It's just so close to the tip off that. Oh yeah, know. yeah. But, you know, not even necessarily with things like for that game. He will just drop, like, very interesting tidbits that he doesn't say elsewhere. But but also, you're right, especially for the game. That's where he'll let people know who's playing, who's not playing. Mm -hmm. So if you're ever bored 15, 20 minutes before the game, Listen to that. Uh, But, yeah, that's kind of crappy. So people don't even know what to expect. How how am I supposed to – either illegally bet on this game in Kentucky or legally bet on this game in Indiana when I don't even know who's going to be playing? It's a great question. Uh, that's why I probably just uh, stay away. I have not seen a line out for it just yet. Um, oh, but, I, need, uh, I, need to, I need to do the other angle too, Roush's. I was thinking about going to the game. and If, if I don't get to see Oscar in person, I'm, I'm not. me and my kid aren't going. Yeah, there is truth to that. I think that kind of gets overblown. I think more people just care about it from a gambling standpoint. But uh, there, there is truth to that. Like there are people that may make their decision on if they get to see some of the, if they get to see the national player of the year make his debut. Uh, if he is playing, they, it'd probably be good to get that out there. Has Kyle Tucker not let us know? I figured he'd let us know by now. 
Uh, would he? I don't know. He was acting like earlier in the week that Friday was going to be the day. Do you remember that? Um, I don't. I don't remember that. Okay. Well, I remember. Uh, Yeah. It's one of those things, though. Like, ideally, he does get a game to kick off the rust. Um, But Cats, 18-point favorites tonight. That's the spread. Um, Ideally, Oscar does get a game to kick off the rust, though. We saw what happened with... How Chris Rodriguez was slowly, slowly, slowly integrated back in. I don't want to say slowly, but it took him a while to get his feet underneath him. I think basketball is certainly a little bit different. Um, but it would be nice just to see him back out there again um, before the Cats head up to Indy for Tuesday's Champions Classic. Hey, Scoots, guess what? What's that? Speaking of Michigan State, they play Gonzaga tonight. You won't Ooh. get to watch it, unfortunately. You could listen. I think that game's at six o'clock. Weirdly enough, so you could actually probably listen to it on your way up to Indy. Oh, well, you'll probably be set up by about six o'clock. I would imagine, or at least getting close to set up. But that's a pretty big time college basketball game on your Friday night. Yeah, I'll I'll already be in Indy by that point, so I can actually sit there and watch it for the first hour. Or so that's pretty cool. Yeah, it gives you something to do to pass the time. Yeah, I like it. Thanks for the heads up. That'll be in, that, that'll give us a good idea about Michigan State and Gonzaga. Two yeah. teams that Kentucky plays, what, within the next two weeks? Right, right. So, good little scouting report time. In the um, next nine days, no? That, man, yeah, I guess that is a quick turnaround. Jeez, Louise. That's kind of – by the way, I, I won't get down this tangent, but, like, how quickly has just every – like, since September? Yep. How, like, Home quickly – September, October, you, and we're you, already – You were at Ole Miss yesterday. No kidding. And we're already double-digit days in November. Like, Thanksgiving's in 13 days. We're under two weeks of Thanksgiving. I hope you've got your uh, Thanksgiving fauna and flora out. Wait, what? You know, you you never heard your Thanksgiving fauna and flora. Your your turkeys, your gobblers, your decorations. What's the word you're saying after Thanksgiving? Fauna and flora. (laughs) Fauna. Remember fauna and flora is fauna and flora. I'm actually using it wrong. It's three words: fauna and flora. I'm I'm using it incorrectly. Fauna and flora is like wildlife. Fauna is animals. Flora is plants. Um, but you know your turkeys, your 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 leaves, your your decor. I've never heard that phrase. Yeah, it's uh, if you read uh, like nature books, you'll see it a lot. Like the the old zoo books back in the day. Yeah. yeah. F A U N A. Yes. F L O R A. Sauna, but fauna. Yes, exactly. Huh. You learn something new every day. Thanks. You man. know what? I, I, I do not have a word of the day calendar, but that is, Scoots, uh, just to let you know, that's your Christmas present this year. Word of the day calendar. Sweet. I like it. Back what on if I already, <laughs> I'm sorry, Scoots. Go ahead. What if I already know the word for that day? Then what? You, you just work it into the show. You get a dollar. <laughs> see that that's a fun radio bit is seeing if the radio listeners like oh wait scoots there you said it you know uh it's kind of like peter griffin <laughs> waiting for them to say the title of the movie oh, in the there movie. it is there it is <laughs> it, 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 I, I, i've enjoyed it uh, did you do the one last week scoots uh no i couldn't find a way to fit that in <laughs> what was it pickle jar 
That's disappointing, Scoots. It's not really it's not really so much a game as like where it's kind of like a instruction. That was only the that was only the first one that I've missed, I believe. It is it is, but I feel yeah. like that wouldn't be easy. Looking so back, maybe, it, it had potential. Yeah. Let's 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 crowdsource this one for the Beers with Spear show. So we'll let the uh, Thornton's text line do it. Figure yes, it out. Yes, five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. Textures, you all come up with a word or phrase that Scoots has to has to say today on uh, Spears on Sports from noon to one on the Big X. It's a good show if you haven't listened to it, by the way. If you're ever just sort of driving around lunchtime, uh, check him out. I, 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 he's he's pretty funny. It's kind of like it's it really is kind of like old school radio meets because like a better, you know, it's like kind of an old school radio style that takes on the new the new style of like talking bets because that's you know people bet people like gambling but spears is all about the numbers scoots isn't it? oh yeah yeah he's a big number guy for sure but it's it's, it's got an old school style to it because you know he'll he'll read off the winners and the losers from the night before which i enjoy listening to from time to time because sometimes i don't get to watch all the games or all know who won the game so uh but he'll he'll give commentary with it all and Scoot, sometimes he'll have his grumpy days, which I think makes oh, him yeah. entertaining radio. Uh, yeah. I think it's kind of fun, more fun when he's grumpy. Sometimes he'll have his good mood days, which uh, those are fun as well. Sanex Mail tonight. He'll be calling that one here on the Big X. Sheesh, that's a big one. That is a big one. Sanex, I remember when they beat Mail, they were saying, like, all right, this is a big deal for, for playoffs. And I think this is round number two. So, um, at least they're Saint X is getting to host it for as much as that matters in high school football. But uh, meeting them in round two doesn't doesn't seem all that beneficial. Mail coming yeah. off a huge win over Manuel. Uh, it'll be a tough one for the Tigers, but I think Saint X would be speaking of gambling. You shouldn't probably bet on high school sports, but uh, no. X would probably be like seven and a half point favorites. Yeah. At least, yeah, yeah, no, I think that's fair because they mail does have their receiver back that was hard earlier in the year. Um, and Saint X isn't a team too to put up a lot of points, so but Saint X's defense has been like unbelievable as of late, really, really good. So that's gonna that, that's gonna be a fun one. I, I probably is streaming somewhere, and if it is, I uh, I may have the double TV set up with that and the cats. It's a big, it's a big sports night, underrated sports night. Sports weekend. For sure. Yeah, but you'd expect a college basketball, college football Saturday to be busy. Friday night, nice little treat. Oh, I might have a game, a pick for tonight's game, too. Oh, that's College exciting. football, yeah. That's exciting. Anyways, before we went down this road, I was saying we will learn plenty about Michigan State and Gonzaga, two games that we just figured out are within nine days of one another. Uh, do you think any either – do you think it'd be better if Michigan State won because they're currently unranked? Uh, if they were to beat Gonzaga, obviously that would probably catapult them into the top ten, certainly the top fifteen at the worst, and then that'd make that game on Tuesday a little better. Now, on the flip side, it would drop Gonzaga uh, a little further in the polls, and Kentucky would still be playing them in the same week of rankings. I think they come out on Monday, football Sunday. Basketball Monday, I thought, but I could be wrong about that. Uh, yes, that's correct. Yes, okay. Monday at noon. Is there a better preference for the Cats, in your opinion? I don't think uh, – I, I would much rather prefer Michigan State to not have confidence that they can beat Kentucky. So, out on a Sparty win over the Zags, um, which 
I don't think I have to ask too much for that to happen. I think I'd rather have Michigan State win. It added a little extra juice to Tuesday. You're right that it may give them some extra confidence, or maybe they'd start drinking the rat poison, and then Kentucky's depth would just uh, pound them to Bolivia. But I think it'd be better to have a little more juice on that Tuesday night game. It's very rare. I shouldn't say very rare, but it's a rarity when you have an unranked team in the Champions Classic, just because in preseason these are four teams that usually recruit well. Preseason polls usually like them. So it's a it's a rarity when you don't have a team ranked just in the Champions Classic, and that's what's going to happen on Tuesday. So just in case something funky happened on Tuesday evening, I'd rather Michigan State be ranked as high as possible uh, just as a safety net if something were to go wrong, which I don't anticipate that happening. Uh, and that would mean they'd need to beat Gonzaga. So I, I say Sparty on tonight. Uh, uh, Sparty party. Like a Sparty party. Sparty parties with your Sparty party. Let's read, couple, let's read a couple texts on the Thornton's text line before we go to our hour one break. 502-414-1450. And also... We'll give ourselves a little pat on the back for text or for catching up on the Thornton's text line. Ooh, it's mouthful. I, I think yeah, we did do that. Uh, but uh, we do have a, a name, a word suggestion for Scoots from Hudak Cats fan. Ooh, what do we got here? There's a veritable cornucopia of games in this weekend. <laughs> cornucopia would be a fun one. It would be a fun one. I can get that in. Okay, I think I could make that happen. Yeah. What's your the first you can instead of saying four and fauna, you can ask if he's got his cornucopia ready. That's the leader in the clubhouse for what Scoots is going to sneak in on Spears on Sports at noon today. Uh, so thanks for tweeting it at us, who that cat's van. Roush, what's the first text say? At what point do Louisville fans start hating Bellerman? Uh, it, I don't think it's this year. Uh, I don't think so, but maybe next year. There were some Uval fans that were mad at Scott Davenport. Huh. Not many, though. But I would right. say if they beat them again next year, they probably won't like love them. No, I, I would I would agree. Uh, but I do think that there is... Like, right now, there's still kind of this cute, scrappy little underdog. But the the once they start getting a little bit bigger for their britches and, and they beat Louisville again, that's when they'll start really hating Bellarmine. Yeah, but I wonder how many... Bellarmine percentage of Bellarmine fans are also U of L fans. Like they'd consider themselves solid U of L fans. It's a good question. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. It, and it's totally subjective and you'd never really know the real number, but like I would guess probably 65. Ooh, I was going to go 40. Ooh. The, the thing is, is yeah, maybe point, I'm a little TJ? high, but I think it's over 50. There isn't, um, you know, they're, they're like uh, everybody's second team because for the longest time they haven't even been playing on equal footing. So you can like both. Um, I think it takes some time losing to them some more before they are kind of not just that small little Catholic school down the street, but a legit college basketball program that you're going to hate because they're they're better than you. But I, I'll, you know, I've talked about apathy within the U of L fan base for football and basketball, but especially basketball. Like, I do wonder if there's just going to be a U of L fans that are like, Bellarmine is closer to my house. They play D one. Going to games at Freedom Hall is cheaper. 
Uh, I'm just kind of now a Bellerman fan. Like I'll still watch U of L and cheer them on on TV, but you know when I when I take the family out to a game, we'll go to we'll go to Bellerman basketball games. I bet that's happened. I wouldn't say to like a, a grand level by any stretch of the imagination. I, I do wonder. This is going to be a horrible year for U of L. Like you know, I don't think seven games, eight games, six games. I don't think that win total is out of the question for them. Uh, I just wonder if each and every year U of L continues to be a non-factor nationally. You could just have local fans say, "Yeah, it's just cheaper to be a fan of Bellarmine." It's and they win. Mm-hmm. More, you know, it's a more fun style to watch. And again, you got to give Kenny Payne time. I'm, I'm not, I'm not. This year, they're not going to be good. I'll be shocked if they are. But in the future, I think you still do need to let let Kenny Payne do what he, what he, give him time. But the, the not, not a bad time to shine if you're Bellarmine. No, no, good time to to siphon off some some fans for your program. Which um, elsewhere, Scoots, I hope you didn't bet the tops last night. They were nine point favorites and. Uh, uh, squeaked one out against the Cardinals, six point win uh, in the r- rivalry that was renewed last night uh, in Richmond. I had them minus eight in a three game parlay where the other two legs hit, so that was that was awesome. What? Yep, and you should have listened to me. I told you forty I minutes of hell. Yeah. yeah, you you did tell me. Oh, I don't want to hear you. it. I had. I, we need to go to a break. I had Western minus seven, and they should have covered. They had like EKU down six with like 16 seconds to go was like, let's just pass it around the horn. Let's go to one side. Let's pass it back to the other. Let's go to one side again. It's like you dinguses get a shot up. You need to shoot a three and you need to hurry up. And they just took their sweet time. But in a normal situation, they would have shot a three. They would have missed Western would have got the rebound, gotten fouled with like, you know, three seconds left, four seconds left, something like that. And then they would have made their free throw. Boom. Cover. Boom. But didn't happen. So, Hour, hour two of Kentucky Roll Call is going to happen right after these messages. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. Okay. We'll be right back. Over. Over. I ain't heard no Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two of Kentucky Roll Call here on Roll Call. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. Hope you're having a great Friday. Remember Thornton's stop on by. Shout out to Kelly Leonardo and Alex Cupper. Download the app if you're new to Thornton's and the Refresher and Rewards program. They're going to give you breakfast on the house, a free breakfast sandwich, and a drink all at Thornton's. They do teas. They have coffees. They have plenty of, of goodies at Thornton's. So check them out today. And then if you've got any weekend plans, don't let the weather stop you from a fiesta. They are weatherproof at Salsaritas, the fresh Mexican grill. Download the app today and realize you can do all their catering options at your fingertips. You can, no party's too big, no party's too small. They, they ask on the app, they don't directly ask, but you can say how much food you need depending on the party size. They'll bring it right to your door. 
super convenient. And if you don't need it for catering this weekend, then just go there for lunch or dinner. Uh, take the whole family, plenty of different options for all the kiddos. And it's fast, it's easy, it's affordable, which is most important. And they've got two locations in Louisville. Middletown, it has a drive through Don't get out in that rain. You can just go right, right up to the window. And then St. Matthew's, that's uh, got a, a great interior and the best Powerade in the planet, I always say. So check oh, it out. The best. Great blue Powerade there. That's all Cerritos. Roush, how we how we feeling about the Cats? We got an injury update. Jo- Jacquez Jones still out. Not really a surprise there. Uh, and Square will is is still banged up. Yep, not 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 going to play uh, Saturday. He gave it a go, but they decided ultimately, yeah. eh, let's let's give it another week, which I think is a wise decision. I will say, I am a little I'm a little worried about seeing Jacquez Jones again this year, which would be a big bummer. Um, Justin Stoops' tone and the way he kind of like, uh, it's not, eh, no updates. Like, uh, so I think he's holding out hope, um, but that there's not a, not a whole lot of optimism, right? Not a whole lot of optimism. That's not good. I mean, Jones was, you know, hinting, teasing that he'd be back for the Louisville game at a minimum. Stoops has mentioned that, you know, they think that he'd be back at some point this season. They've always been vague about a specific date, and I don't blame them for that. Uh, I also appreciate the fan base not whining and being big babies about the lack of a timeline with his injury. But I will be a little bummed if we never see him in a UK jersey again. Yeah. I, won't, I'm not, I won't blame anybody, obviously. But I, I was under the impression we'd see him again. So if it didn't happen, I'd be a little surprised and I'd be a little disappointed. Yeah, no, I, I certainly would as well. Just because, I mean, I really like Jacquez Jones too. Like, he's an entertaining guy, a lot of fun. Um, and the fact that it happened at Ole Miss, he was playing well, had an interception there. He's He's been a really, really good college football player. So I'd like to see him get a little bit more shine. And I, it, it just, I mean, he's been non, he was non-weight bearing for a long time. It's, what, six, seven weeks from that injury removed? Mm-hmm. About six weeks? So... You would hope that by eight, he'd be okay and good to go. But um, if nothing else, at least give him the chance to go in the bowl game. Because if you recall, he he did not play in last year's bowl game. He was in a walking boot for that one as well. Well, he's pretty active on social media. Somebody should just ask. Be like, hey, you still tracking? Yeah. You still tracking to play at some point? Not, not kinda, the worst idea. Yeah. He, he may just go out and flat out tell you. So uh, somebody... Not me, of course, but somebody else go out there and do it. How are you feeling about the game for tomorrow, Roush? You gonna you gonna be in attendance? Are you staying the night in Lexington? I'm guessing. Yes, yes, and then uh, just going to the game in the morning. So oh, that works out well. Yeah, my shortest commute of the year uh, for the game. So I'm um, I'm looking forward to it. Um, just get back in the press box. It's been a while for me, and um, yeah, it. I still don't feel great. Ideally. You have a start that you had like you did against Missouri where, okay, defense, go in, punch them in the mouth, offense, get a quick score, just to kind of breathe a little bit. Uh, the With Vanderbilt having a running quarterback, a backup, who, and, a, and, and a bunch of guys out for the flu, I do get the sense that if you go to Kroger Field, you're not going like, to, you might be out of there by three. I can see both teams running the ball a lot. I don't imagine Stoops wants Will Levis to drop back and, potentially get hit a ton on Saturday, um, especially if the weather's bad. But, you know, the the Vandy defense, they're not great at 
really anything. They do have a linebacker, though, that I think he leads the SEC in tackles. He's ranked 12th nationally. Um, so they got one guy, which kind of does remind me of those old UK teams, um, like early on in the Stoops era, where they have a couple players who are putting up some big numbers, but it's because they're really the only players they have. Uh, or uh, Anthony Orgy is the linebacker, and then Will Shepard is second in the SEC in receiving touchdowns. So, um, But with that being said, ideally this is a game where Kentucky, it's just a lot of scoring drives. Like They'll probably diminish the possessions as they typically do, but just turn them into scoring drives. Turn them into scoring drives. We would also be a big fan of watching Matt Ruffalo just watch one go through just so people kind of back off him a little bit. Um, I think that would make folks feel better if they just saw him kick one through the uprights. I don't think uh, for sounding like the weather isn't going to be the game for him to get back on track kicking, but just if, if the coaching staff needs to be smart when they put him out there on the field and he just needs to make it when they make that decision to do it. I think anything, I hate that this is like the standard, but like anything 40 yards within, he's just going to need to make. And then I, you know, I'd like to be able to set it at 45. He should be able to hit a 45 yard field goal. Uh, my confidence level, if he went out there right now and lined up for a 45-yard field goal, would not be would not be great. I, I wouldn't feel I wouldn't feel great about him being able to hit it. So I'll set the bar at 40. He just needs to be able to make them. But it doesn't sound like the weather is going to be great. And I still go back to my earlier stance this week. Just go for it. Go for it or or punt. Um, but more times than not, just go for it. If you're going to, it'd be, maybe this is the game to be able to, you know what, that is true. This would be the game if you're going to be able to get any sort of redemption from the kicking game. Maybe Georgia, if it doesn't go the right way for the Cats, um, but optimistically, maybe that game will be close. I don't, I don't know if I'd trust him in a Georgia with an important kick if I don't see something out of him against Vanderbilt. And the same goes for the Louisville game. You, you're going to need to win that one too, or you're going to need kicks to be really important. So if there is a game to get back on track, it probably is this one. So maybe I'll back off my go-for-it-every-time stance, but that uh, 40 yards within he needs to make, my confidence level really low, 40 and above. Hmm. Yeah, it um, just, you know, it's like a free throw shooter or a good shooter. See, go through the free throw net a few times, uh, but I'm with you where I don't even know how many I would trot him out there over 40 yards. Right, just you don't yeah. want to bury the confidence anymore. And in what's remarkable, TJ, I mean, he he's missed more field goals this year than he did in two and a half years. Six misses going into the season, six misses this season. So uh, some of that's on the protection, but it hasn't been great. And there's certainly got to be a, a mental block right now happening for Matt Ruffalo. Yeah, totally agree. Not all of it has been his fault, but I think even the ones that aren't his fault are impacting him mentally, as you alluded to. So get it back on track, and if you can't, then the Georgia and Louisville game, it just it won't even be worth really risking it at that point. So, Right, uh, right. But I'm pumped. I, I am a little bit worried that the weather may stop the offensive explosion I so wanted to see, but you can still have a successful day on the ground. Just get the ball out to your playmakers in space. That doesn't always mean a screen. Scangarello. But you, you can still be effective without taking, you know, deep shots or if you need to keep things kind of close because the ball's slippery or people can't really get their footing or I don't know. If the weather ends up being a, a factor, I still think Kentucky can not only cover the 18 but have a, a good-looking game. But 
we have seen this story a thousand times. I think we all in the back of our mind have an idea of what tomorrow is going to look like. You mentioned Skangarello and screens. Did you see Kyle Tucker's, um, I, man, we keep bringing up by Karumba Kyle today, but man, he had a tweet during the game last Saturday. Whew. Sheesh. Said Rich Skangarello, more like Rich Screengarello. Hi, Karumba. That is right up his alley. <laughs> It really is. That's that's a lot. Yeah. No, we love Kyle. Uh, Good stuff. Well, hopefully they, hopefully uh, what we're all thinking doesn't happen. And UK is able to uh, like, you know, I think 45, 13 would be nice. Something along those lines. Yeah. It'd be really nice. Getting, getting up past 40 would make me happy. Um, I'm not optimistic that it will happen, but it would make me very happy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, text on into the show, 502-414-1450. We've touched on basketball a little bit. We've touched on football a little bit. We'll just see what the Thornton's text line wants to say. Uh, I I don't know if I got to finish my point or not. We kind of went down a different road, as we so often do here on Kentucky Roll Call, 7 to 9, Monday through Friday, as I just did it again there by giving you the time and the dates of our show. Uh, but Calipari, he earlier in the week when we were talking about you should listen to the to the pregame show, he, he said that Damian Collins would be back for a few days. So he was like, yeah, he'll be back in Lexington for a few days and that'll be good. And then, you know, we'll, we'll eventually get him back for, for good. So it almost like alluded to, yeah, he'll be back during the week, but he may be back home for the weekend. And just to jump ahead on the Thornton's text line, one texter was under the same understanding as me. I understood Collins was going back to Texas for his father's funeral after he was in Lexington for a few days, and that's from Steve. Yeah, that's what, that's what Calipari basically alluded to. But he didn't. He also didn't say that he was out for Friday specifically. Now, he also didn't say that he was playing either. But his tone, that texter, or Steve and I are on the same page here, that Calipari basically said, yeah, he'd be back for a few days, but then kind of alluded to him going back to Texas. Ah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, uh, gotcha. Okay, good. Um, man, okay, really tough it, for Collins. Just, I, I you got to just, I, it's, it's hard to say anything, but you just feel so bad for the kid who I'm sure had just the highest hopes and to have your father, lose your father right before the season. That, I can't even imagine what he's going through. Yeah. And that's not, you know, it's not something that's going to go away anytime, certainly within the next year. Like, he'll, yeah. it'll be on his mind throughout the entire season and not necessarily building in like an excuse for him to take a step back or anything along those lines. I think we all have pretty high expectations for Damian Collins, but it'll make it all that much more impressive when he does some, some really nice things this season, just because, you know, that. Probably not not a minute will go by when, when he's not thinking of his dad. So uh, we're still thinking of him. Whenever he does get that moment, Roush, getting on Rupp Arena, he will get a, a, a really, really warm welcome. And again, expectations for him are pretty high. He can he can do a lot. Of, he, you know, I think Uganda has kind of filled a shot blocker's void, but before Uganda, it was going to be Collins. 
And Collins, we all could agree, is more polished being able to do some things offensively than Uganda is. They're different players, obviously, but uh, I, I'm, I'm anxious to see what he's able to do with that offensive game mixed in with a, a great shot blocker. So excited to get him back whenever that may be. Hopefully tonight. I'm really excited to watch UK basketball, regardless of who's out there. Pretty safe, pretty safe assumption that Wheeler, I don't think, will be back, or maybe yeah. he will be. I, 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 I'm not. I didn't get a, vibe, a sense that that was going to happen anytime soon. So. Yeah, I didn't either. Uh, Oscar earlier in the week, you know, initially it was game one, so that didn't happen. And then there was a sense that he'd be back for Friday. If he doesn't play tonight, it's probably going to feel like a here we go again situation. But I, that's why I'd like to see him, Roush. Just go out, let him get 10 minutes out there, mm-hmm. you know, even if you don't ask a ton from him. Yeah, you know, spread his legs a little, stretch out, You know, get, you a, can- get a nice ovation from the crowd. Yeah, you know you can be okay with the other front court options. I mean, especially in this game. And I really love, like, I'm, Wheeler taking his time getting back, I think is going to be good for these other guards. And I, while the front court, whether Oscar plays or doesn't play, I'm I'm just kind of excited to see Wallace, Reeves, Frederick, see what they do, how they play off one another. Um that was re- there. There were moments on Monday that that was like De'Aaron Fox, Malik Monk fun, where it was just like, don't take your eyes off this offense because they're capable of. Y- you you look away for two seconds and you may have missed six points because they hit a three, stole right. the inbounds pass, banged another three. So uh, there was there, there were uh, not. I don't think there was that specific moment on on Monday, but uh, you had you have that potential, and I I, I want to see more of that tonight. I think like when they get hot, it's NBA Jam heating up sort of stuff he's heating up well said baseline leaner 502-414-1450 what do we got on the text line uh well um where were we where were we i don't know uh texter says do you think had max stayed at louisville and coached this season he would have beat bellerman oh yeah i think they'd probably be like a top 50 team maybe even at some point this season a top 25 team i think malik williams was a bad apple with chris mack and i'm not putting all the blame on williams they just didn't they just didn't match Something was off yeah. and the locker room was split and that's kind of understandable some people probably loyal to a coach some people with a season that's not going well uh you know agree with the player probably people that weren't getting playing time uh, most likely and I think once Mac could have cleaned up the roster a little bit, Williams was gone regardless. Once he could have cleaned up the roster a little bit, he could have got this thing under control. But it's not like Chris Mack hasn't been successful as a head coach. Um, I think his style is a, a little boring, but he's he got Louisville to number one in the country at one point. Like, you know, for U of L fans, where the state of the program is right now, that would be like a dream come true. And I, I don't blame them for kind of maybe wanting to go in a new direction or wanting something a little bit more appealing to the eyeballs when it comes to style of play, especially coming off Rick Patino. But let's not act like that guy couldn't coach. Um, I think they would be much better off because we all thought that, like, all right, Kenny Payne's probably going to have some learning curves as a head coach. That's understandable, but he's going to get some great talent. The talent that Mac would have had couldn't have been any worse, and and he would know how to work the transfer portal a little bit better. Roush, I think we all agree that that Payne got a little greedy with the with the portal. He you know could have probably sealed up a few guys, but instead went after some bigger fish and struck out on pretty much all those targets. So I think things would be better for U of L if they have Mac. Not to say that it's not going to be better in the long run with Payne, as we've all said a thousand times. You got to give him some time, 
but yeah, it, uh, they definitely would have beaten Bellarmine, I think. I do love how much Locke is hammering Kenny Payne. Like, there's no excuses. Why does everybody say he needs time? You don't need time. Locke, the, the, the portal did stink, and he overestimated how bad it would stink this year. Like, that happens. But yeah, uh, like um, both things it, are true. it also, yeah. The, 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 if you gave Mac a vote of confidence, he showed you nothing on the recruiting trail that he could be good. The Super Six, those players were bad. They just weren't good. He did not bring very many good, talented players there by himself. So you didn't have much confidence in the long-term future. Could he coach his way through it? Sure, fine. But uh, from a long-term standpoint, I get why they were ready to to head up and move him out. From, from Lachlan's point, that is true that like you can't totally just excuse away this season because he's a first-year head coach. But you also probably should give a coach more than just one year, which means you need to give him more time. So those people saying give him more time are obviously just speaking common sense. But it's also true that you can't just say, well, it's his first year. What's no big deal? There's really no reason that it'd be this bad. I mean, or as bad as it seems like it's going to be. Right, right. There's just, there's none at all. So I, I, when did they get number one? I completely forgot that that was a thing. Uh, Was it the pandemic season? 20 they were number one in november and then i think they lost to like texas tech or lost to somebody in new york mm. and then they were never number one again Makes um, sense. pandemic season or the year before Makes sense. That sounds about right okay yeah it feels like an eternity yeah pandemic season they were tracking to be a four seed you know we'll look back at a lot of things with the pandemic but don't get me started but that tournament too like what if Cal gets a Final Four there? You know, people aren't as probably irritated with him. What if he gets another championship there? That team, you can't tell me a team with Emmanuel Quickly and Tyrese Maxey and Ashton Hagens couldn't have won a championship. Like, I just, they're, you have like the locks of the world out there. He's getting some, we, we do love lock. Uh, he's getting some shout outs today, but they'd be like, that team wasn't winning a championship as if it was like a definitive matter of fact. Yeah, right. They just as easily could have won a championship as any other team out there. Uh, those guards were ready to shine. Ashton Hagens had gotten over all of the his stuff that he had been dealing with at the worst time possible. Uh, but that suspension in Florida was really going to teach him a valuable lesson. The Cats were going to roll through the SEC tournament. And then they were gonna, they were probably gonna win it all. So, uh, but same with Louisville, like they would have been a four seed. They had talented players. That was probably easily their most talented team they've had since Donovan Mitchell was on campus. And and they could have. I don't think they probably would have won it all, but they could have made a Final Four run. Worst teams have certainly made it. So that right. well, well, and, and and that's just from a local perspective. But I'm sure you could say that about a ton of other teams out there. And Dayton, Dayton, just as much as anybody. Maybe that would have been Dayton's dream season. That. They talk about for for a century, but uh, not to be, not to be because of the powers that be. Am I right? Yeah, you are right, and you know what else is always right? Our texters, they're great folks. On the most of them, most of them. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. Tim Tam is still the pregame meeting place for Saint X Games, though. Shenanigans is the meeting spot after. Oh, okay, that makes sense. All right, that that totally checks out. Tim Tam before the game, right across the street. That's fun. That's going to be a lively atmosphere tonight. And then you do the late night at shenanigans. Yeah, that's good. I like that. 
there was too much time left to throw it in the air. Throwing it down the court killed more time. I, I mean, just a simple physics lesson. Yeah, more time. We're not saying throw it straight up and down. Like We're just saying put some more air under it when you launch the ball down the court. You only needed 0.9 tenths of a second more of hang time, right? In a, in a perfect world, you'd want to get enough air on it where maybe a Louisville player tracks it down, and then that's the best-case scenario. So by doing it as flat as he did, he definitely took that out of the equation. That ball was going out of bounds no matter what. But if you put like, and I know that's asking a lot with a backwards over the head pass. I under he ended up you know making the right play when it was all said and done. But you you definitely wouldn't want less air under the ball. You'd want more of it. But ideally, you'd want it to kind of pin back in the corner and make either the player have to pick it up or waste more time as it slowly trickled out of bounds. But yeah, that's that's asking a lot in that spot. I know. If he if he would have just got one more dribble out of it, it probably would have ran the clock out. By the way, I don't I don't I don't think I mentioned it yesterday, but how funny was it when he threw that ball and then all the Louisville players, like they were second graders, just start sprinting after it, like, oh we gotta get the ball. It was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, in that situation you did need to go get the ball. Yeah. It was just hilarious because they all five just took off sprinting for it. I think everybody on the court, except for the dude who did it, was surprised. Like, there was, like, this brief moment of, like, whoa, just because the, the direction of the play changed so rapidly. Uh, that that was, I mean, like, that was a really fun finish. And, you know, for the Ryan Lemons of the world that complain about UK's schedule all the time, UK is going to play Bellerman, and I think that's going to be a fun game. I really wouldn't mind going to it, although is that a late one too? Or, um, I don't know. I don't remember. I, I still blame UK for not putting the freaking schedule on the schedule poster. <laughs> but, uh, it, you know, that was a fun game that kind of like meant something. So for the people that are like play the Westerns and play, that was a feather in their cap. You can't do yep. it. You can't do it exclusively, but you know, yeah, maybe you should do it. the Eastern Western game last night was a great atmosphere. You do get good atmospheres for good games. For the people that complain that Rupp Arena's dead, you need better games, and you don't always have to have big time opponents, I think is an example of this. Keep on playing those good games. Have a lot of fun. I I'm hoping for a fun atmosphere tonight. We've got Hall of Fame. It's Hall of Fame weekend. Uh, Jim Andrews was the basketball inductee. Keenan Burton on the football side. They're going to be introduced during the basketball game and the football game uh, tomorrow at the Krogue. So uh should be should be a fun weekend. Fun yeah, weekend that, for Big Blue Nation. That's one schedule thing that I do differently. Everybody's got opinions on the schedule. Blah, 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 blah. But, like, dude, just do more regional games. Instead of Duquesne, like, you know, I know Cal's got some Pittsburgh connections. I'm sure maybe he's a, this is yeah. a, a throwing a bone somewhere along those lines. But, like, a Marshall would be, like, a simple but more geographic where you'd get more fans in there, makes for a little bit better back and forth, a little bit better atmosphere. Uh, keep I'm all right with playing bad quality opponents. You got to, like, you just have to, and especially next year, they're going to need to with having such a freshman heavy team. Like you're going to need to play some bad teams. I'd rather just win than lose. And if that means playing worse teams, then go ahead and do it, but they'll have a healthy blend of games in there. Uh, but maybe more geographic close games moving forward. And they do an okay job of that, but I think they could do better. All well, right. Western game last year was pretty fun. It's just, they're oh, fun. Yeah. And they and Kentucky still blew them out, you know? So, yeah. I, I agree. And now the thing is, some of those teams want some like return games. Just at the worst, meet them in the middle, play Western and Nashville if it gets two games at Rupp. You know, 
Um, I, 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 or just every so often, just go play a real road game. Worst case scenario, you lose. The program will survive. You know, like at the end of the day, it's, if you end up having to play a true road game, it's not the end of the world. That being said, I'm not going to wet my diaper over Gonzaga's game being two miles from their other arena. Last break time. We'll come back. We'll do the best we can to finish up this text line. Uh, the picks of the week segment may very well be dead. Uh, more on that later. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big Exports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Rouse, Justin Gale. I'm dynamite. And I will not fight. I'm a power load. Watch me explode. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. Over on all day, and there's not a single job in this town. There is nothing, nada, zip. Yeah, unless you want to work 40 hours a week. Welcome back. One final segment Kentucky Roll Call here on Big Axe. Radio show is flying by today. Hope you're having a great start to your Friday. The weekend is here and may not be the sunniest weekend in the world, but Roush, you're still going to want some Shady Rays. Yeah, because they're the best of the best, especially before this holiday season. Great gift um, for all those on your wish list. Just go to ShadyRays.com. They got tons of different styles at great prices. And the best part is you buy a pair of shades from Shady Rays, um, they got the replacement pair promise. Easy. Yeah. All you got to do is pay a little processing fee, bada boom, bada bam, more shady rays in your pocket. Oh, yeah. So basically kind of like a two-for-one deal um, for lost, stolen, or if you just want another pair of shady rays. Go to shadyrays.com. Do not forget Big X when you're checking out. Save 25% off. All right. The text line, Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Let's keep at it. The picks of the week segment, not dead. I thought we had lost some picks. I thought we had lost maybe two weeks of scoring. We we have not. It's all up to date, uh, and, and we'll get back to it. But let's keep at some texts here. A texter on the Thornton's text line. Uh, I actually jumped ahead, so I'm not. Oh, man. They're, uh, they're, Bob's I, gone. LMAO. I wish the Liverpool's manager had ever been the U.S. men's national team coach. Yeah, I bet that soccer segment was pretty painful listening for true and actual soccer fans, uh, so I apologize. Mm, well, true. I don't know how many true and actual soccer fans are listening to us for true and actual soccer knowledge. Yeah, but like, I bet there are true and actual soccer fans that listen to us for UK knowledge, potentially, or just some early morning shenanigans, and they probably were listening to that and it made their ears bleed. So, mm. um, Sorry, bloody ears. Yeah, sorry. At least you've got them, right, Roush? <laughs> Hey, second. Cornbread is the best carb addition to chili. Oh, that is a very good point. And I had not tried that until recently. Uh, very just uh, great job, Texture. Great point. Noodles are still better than cornbread. If I could only have one with my chili, I'm taking noodles. But I do agree that cornbread is a good item to go with chili. I would, uh, I like uh, the little bit of sweetness that, that just it adds to it. Not a lot, but just a little subtle sweetness is, goes a long way. Cornbread's just good. You know, it's really just good anytime, anywhere. All the time. The 
2018 election boogeyman was the migrant caravan. Forgot about that. People do forget about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Josh here. I like my chili thick and hearty. Also can do noodles with or without. Um, uh, not sure why people decide to die on that hill. Well, because it's people like Trevor. Like he 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 loves the is die hard a Christmas movie thing, which is just like, come on, we're better at radio than this. Scooch, how do you like your chili? Um, so I usually do the cracker thing, and I'll 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 just no noodles, just meat and beans, and then the sauce, whatever. I don't know where's that sauce. Is it? What what's chili made out of? Water. It's tomatoes, tomato juice. Okay, here. so yeah, tomato juice. No, so I I just like it like that, and then I'll do some some hot sauce, some crackers, and then occasionally I've kind of the last year or so I've kind of gotten around to the whole peanut butter thing in chili, which I found extremely odd at first, but now Ooh. it's it's growing on me, especially because I use crunchy peanut butter, so it gives you like that extra crunch if you will in each bite yeah really really strange i thought it was weird at first but now i'm i'm kind of addicted to it well i've never i don't think i've ever tried that try it It, it's it's solid a texter says josh here oh we already read that one from josh thanks for the text josh as a moderately young uk fan catch me up on jerry tipton how did he end up covering uk he never seemed like a fan more like a hater than anything. I know media I mean, members aren't supposed to be biased, but we know how that, that's not how it goes. I mean, like, Texture, <laughs> this is such a, you, you, I hope you, you've got to be a young person because that's how media was forever. Like, r- really, up until the last decade, fan media wasn't a thing. Um, the text he, did say he's a moderately young UK fan. I would say extremely young um, because. That's how media was up until 10 years ago. All media was like, he was just a newspaper reporter. That was his job. Um, yes, Texter. I, I won't be nearly as rude as my co-host is. I'm very rude. He has been, he was there forever. And yeah, back in the day that, that was, that's, you were invested. You had to investigate on your beat. Uh, the journalism beat has, has changed over yes. the years yeah. and he was just a different generation different era uh he was really nice i yeah. always enjoyed chatting with him when i was covering um he i asked him one time to go I, i've told this story before but asked him to come on the radio show one time back when it was the old sports talker with tj walker and he was like so reluctant but he like didn't want to be mean you could just tell he was like uh yeah yeah i'll i'd love to i i, I can i'll make the time for it and I was like, it's just be like five or 10 minutes. And it was a very simplistic, basic interview, but uh, he was nice. We chatted pretty much not every time we'd see each other after that, but we would ask each other how we were doing. Small talk, Tipton. Small talk with Tipton. New segment on the Big X. <laughs> one texture says, one of the best is from Tommy Boy at Big Tom's wedding when the guy says, speak now or forever hold your peace. And one of the Callahan Auto employees, I think his name is Danny, yells, you kidding? Go get her, Tom. <laughs> Good point. Ma. Oh, that's uh might say a little something for the camera. A little something for the camera. <laughs> John here. Good game day morning, everyone. Wow, I'm not feeling that great this morning. I got a little temp. 
but I'm so looking forward to the game tonight that I have to start feeling better. I have the Cats winning by 26-plus, and Uganda will lead the team in blocks and rebounds. Well, have a great weekend. Got to go talk to you later. I guess I, I chuckled a little bit there, John, just because you, you normally have longer texts. You don't have the longest text, but you're normally on the longer side, and there's nothing wrong with that. But you did abbreviate just temperature. Yeah. Um, you've never seen that, though? Yeah. I mean, for being hip. I've, I've seen that. It's not a hip thing. That, you know, he even had longer words in the sentence. But I would also choose if you have a little tent, like it's probably a fever. Not, <laughs> I think that, you know, but you know what? The fever's clouded his brain. Oh, uh, we hope you feel better, John. You're probably not thinking clearly. Uh, get some rest. It's the weekend. That's the time to do it. Don't, don't hope you don't have too much on your plate, buddy. Seems like there's a lot of stuff going around though, but that's winter. In or fall, winter in Kentucky, it's coming most places. Yeah, the worst feel better, buddy. The worst UK November, and uh, if you got a leads and rebounds, that would be quite the development. Blocks, I believe you. The worst UK November games are the Charlotte game where it snowed most of the night, and the Alabama State game and Stoops' first season where that wind chill was bone chilling. I covered that Alabama State game, but I don't remember that one. So to say, Alex, I. Good for you for remembering Alabama State. I, I was in the press box, though, so, like, I, you know, I probably wouldn't have remembered the weather being so terrible. But, I, yeah, I don't remember that one. Huh. Uh, Texture says the 2019 Tennessee Martin game was one of the worst weather games I ever sat through. In South Carolina in 2020, it was, like, 20 degrees at kickoff. Side note, I watched Home Alone, Alone 1 and 2 last night. I'm trying to figure out how Kevin's parents didn't go to jail after doing it a second time. Yeah, or, you know, at least have some repercussions. There'd have to be some fallout, right, you would right. think. Also, too early to watch Christmas movies. Best to uh, save those for after Thanksgiving dinner, and then you are good to roll after that. I love how, uh, you know, it's like, oh, to each its own, except this is where it's not to each their own. <laughs> yeah, of course. No, you have to be pretty definitive in your takes. There, There is no backing down. Oh, man, that's great. Scoot, oh, uh, that was from Scoots. What do you cherish the most about weekend? This, this text is not from Scoots. The, uh, Scoots had sent something <laughs> into the show just for me to read. Uh, this is from a texter on the Thornton's text line. We don't know who it's from. What do you cherish the most about weekends? Extra sleep, sporting events, social time with friends. What is it, Jim? I mean, extra sleep is a hilarious notion. Social time with friends is also a hilarious notion. Like, texture, you're talking to dads here. Well, couple yeah. couple dads that we yeah, know there, about. Am I right, Scoots? There is there is one non-dad, and I love extra sleep on the weekends. Nothing better. I never sleep before I was dad, so weekends have never really been about sleep for me. Um, sporting events for sure. All those like social time with friends. All those things you mentioned are great. But mine's really the uh, uh, red zone on Sunday. That that would be it. Just like, okay, I don't have to do anything. I just sit in the house and kind of hang out with the kids. I just think weekends are like what to you get a small little taste of what of what like life is probably supposed to be about. You know, like we all do need to work and we need to make livings and all that stuff is is understandable. But not to get like too much in a Wednesday topic. But 
you know, everybody works so hard and you spend time away from your family and then you get old. And then when you retire, some people around your family aren't even around anymore. And you look back and you're like, man, why did I, why did I do that so much? Why did I work so much? And weekends are just, and not that that, this isn't, I'm breaking any news to anybody, but weekends are just your small little appetizer of like enjoying life. Right. So you do whatever you want on the weekends. And sometimes you have obligations or you need errands or you need to take care of things or clean the house but that's life you know you need then those are things you you, you got to do you're doing it because you're choosing to do it not because you're doing it because you need to make a living and get food on the table so it's a I, I, anything anything everything on the weekend baby that's part of the reason i'm so happy to kind of get out of the journalism biz is to get your weekends back yep that's uh must be nice yeah, but I mean, there are trade-offs to it, and I think yeah. being a dad, the the game would change a little bit to 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 a certain degree. But yeah, for sure, the week that that's one thing about the the bloggers and the journalists. They are working late nights a lot of nights, and they're working weekends pretty much. I don't know, All of them. like yeah, forty out of fifty-two, maybe being generous. Yeah, that's probably a good good, uh, you know, average. That's but shout out to Nooners, big fan of noon kickoffs. Oh yeah, who's who doesn't love a good Nooner? A texter says, uh, I feel like like the Gonzaga-Michigan State game is a throwaway game since it's on an aircraft carrier. Nope, doesn't matter. They're playing it. It's real, baby. Are they still doing the aircraft carrier games? Every year, I think, like, this will be the year that they figured out the technology just to have a normal game in one of these stupid settings. Uh, And then every time, it's like, there's gust of winds, or the court's shaky, or it's bad tide. Um, you just always get something aircraft either if they do it inside if they do it on the boat this one's not on the boat right or is it it's on the aircraft carrier not an aircraft hangar oh they're saying it's on the carrier okay huh interesting yeah Yeah, those are kind of dumb games um (laughs) makes you wonder why they keep doing them anyways scoots the other day that traffic gripe wasn't even at the bridge that was before the georgetown exit i could riff all day on awful indiana driving but instead i'll take the high road and just say jackson davis ain't the truth if he was he'd be in the nba already shots fired wow second trace jackson davis jackson davis i'll be the first to tell you is not going to be a great nba player but at the college level he is one of the best of the best so you could suck it texter yeah, and that's also you, you know, unfortunately, texts are like there. We, there's a few cats that have been in college for a good while. Are are they? Are they not the truth? But they he, he's just being smart. He's getting his education. He's going to get that degree. Then he'll go to the NBA. He's got to well, have a backup plan. At least he took the high road about the terrible Indiana driver. That's true. Yeah, thank you for that. The texter says Davenport has to retire before that rivalry takes off. Probably alluding to how much respect Davenport has for Louisville. No, they're probably always going to be like closely associated friends, but I could see it like on the court getting kind of heated, you know. And yeah, Davenport would probably need to leave before that happens. That's true. Um, a texture says that screen pun is pretty good, really. You don't think so? I've heard much worse. I mean, but all puns are good slash bad, you know. Oh no, it was a good one. I, no, it was a good one. It was just like a very on brand for Kyle. Yep. Mac would be a better fit in the Big Ten. I do feel like he gave up at UofL when he learned the administration didn't want him around. Uh, yeah, that was yeah, pretty clear. Not to follow, you know, little Richard Patino. Not to follow another Patino, I should say. But like a spot like Minnesota, I think would be good. For like a little Richard Patino, or for a little Richard Patino before for Chris Mack. But he seems pretty content just to not coach. 
Hey, yeah. fellas, Brad from Bellbrook here. I heard Nick talk about Ramon Jefferson returning next year, but haven't seen anything that confirms it. Is he officially coming back, or are we just speculating that he is? Also, early season, Nick said that he figured Destin Wade likely wouldn't play quarterback at UK and would probably be moved to tight end. Do you still view that as his best chance to see the field, or has he shown more than anticipated at QB? You all have a wonderful weekend. You have a wonderful weekend, Brad from Bellbrook. I hope Bellbrook is popping this weekend. I hope so as well. Uh, there won't be anything official in Jefferson until later on. Um, and I would say the same thing about Destin Wade too. They'll, they'll give him some runway. Um, coaches will say nice things publicly, but I mean, he's he's a better athlete to be used doing athlete things instead of at quarterback. My... But with that being said, the package of him being a run quarterback might be better than the Kai Sharon one, which, mm-hmm. you know, that's a conversation for a later date, but like, there's a scenario where Kentucky's just like, we're not going to let Will Levis play in the bowl game. He's done enough, so we're going with Cash Heron and Dustin Wade. That that would be unfortunate. I can see that happening, though, because it's, it's, it's different than Josh Allen staying and playing in the trenches when Will's been hurt pretty much all year and yeah. would only be getting sacked like five more times. Yeah, I disagree, but we don't have the time to really rip into that one. Uh, my Moorhead State Eagles take on Bellarmine tomorrow at 8 p.m. I've really enjoyed these in-state matchups so far. Hope the Eagles can get the win. That'll be a fun one. That would be. I'll take the Knights, one. though, unfortunately, Mook. Same. Ooh, suck it, Mook. Um, a texter says, noodles don't belong in chili, you child. Noodles and chili is the mark of the devil. Had it yesterday, chili with cheese, jalapeno, sour cream with sweet cornbread. It was fire going in and out. Love a little bit of sour cream in there, but I know TJ will think that I'm an idiot for that. But it's I, a nice little something. My wife there. one time tricked me to have sour cream and chili. Uh, it was okay. Like, I, I, you know, it didn't make me puke or anything, but uh, <laughs> un, un, unneeded. And then the, the noodle haters can suck it. Uh, a texture says Cincinnati chili is the worst. Agree or disagree? Totally agree. It is garbage. I don't care. Like, it's fine. No, nah, it's I'll garbage. eat it every once in a while. Garbage. But, yeah. Scooter constantly blows my mind. Kid is somehow a grown adult, but up until months ago, slept on the floor, doesn't vote, and doesn't know how to make chili. Sheesh. You didn't hey, vote. I vote. I vote. I just didn't this time around. I didn't have time that day. Whoa. Yeah. Scoots, democracy wow. is on the ballot, buddy. But I, you, he's, he's right. I have no idea how to make chili. That means you're not allowed to complain for, for a year at least. At That's least. fine. No, I don't, I don't complain anyways. I, I keep my nose out of all that. No, you complain all the time. <laughs> All right, let's uh, get to our picks. Updated on the scoreboard, Roush still leading the pack, 15, 14, and 1. He's got 22 points. I'm in second at 14, 15, and 1, losing record, 17 points. Scoots bringing up the rear, 11 and 18, 13 points. Nice. That's with my three points from last week? Uh, that, that, that is. Jeez. Yeah. Terrible. Yeah, um, really terrible. Yeah, really, really bad. But you've taken the lead on intern Jacob, and that's what's most important. Woo! All right, uh, Roush, go ahead. Um, loving some unders this week, as usual. Clemson, Louisville, that one's going to be ugly, uh, especially Malik Cunningham and his broken hand, and I don't know what's going to happen there. Under 51.5, Clemson, Louisville. All righty, my first one going tonight. Give me Cincinnati Bearcats giving 4.5 versus the East Carolina Pirates. I think Cincinnati actually wins big, double-digit win here, so 4.5, not nearly enough. Go ahead and take the Bearcats. Loving me some favorites this week. Pittsburgh beat Clemson by 10. They will smash Virginia. Give me Pittsburgh minus five and a half. Okay. I uh, got you written down. Roush? Pittsburgh did not beat Clemson, by the way. Um, or uh, not Clemson. Uh, 
Syracuse. Sorry. Where did that come from? Um, Disappointed I did not. I'm realizing now I didn't make my Fresno wager, but um, should have done that like Fresno. Give me Texas Tech over Kansas. Kansas, they tore down the goalposts last week when they became bowl eligible. Uh, It's a comeback. Now now they're coming down, right? Uh, The air's coming out of the balloon. Texas Tech has been good at home. Red Raiders minus three and a half. All righty. I've got... Give uh, I've got Penn State given ten versus Maryland they'll blow out Maryland I I just I see I'm sure Maryland has done good things but I just often see them having teams score a bunch of points against them uh, maybe that's not accurate but go ahead and give me Penn State ten points versus Maryland Hoosiers are done Ohio State minus forty and a half easiest bet of this week I mean that's just a hilarious amount of points forty and a half uh, Roush Lock Indian of the week. old score uh, Lock of the week Troy Army. Under 46 points, John Summerall's defense gets it done against the triple option. Under 40. All right. Give me Marshall to pick them versus App State. What do you got, Scoots? I've got Tennessee minus 20 against Missouri. Okay, that's a good defense Lock it up. from Missouri. I don't care. Lock it up. Kentucky okay. had a good defense, too, and it was 44 to 6. Okay, I'll lock it up, buddy. Uh, well, UK should have scored more points. We all agree to that. Everybody have a great weekend. Uh, I don't know. We didn't do our pick segments for UK and the MVPs. Uh, we'll we'll tweet those out, um, and we'll do it for the Cats. We're all picking the Cats to beat Vanderbilt. We're all picking the Cats to beat Duke. Yeah. Have Woo. a good weekend. Be safe. This is Kentucky Roll Call. You guys are ready. DJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin K. It's a party. 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 My partner, my partner, oh, my other partner, drum. 